0: Email Dr. Jacqueline at usaglobaltv.com to talk about how you can become part of USA Global TV. That's USA Global TV where the doctor is always in. Hi, Ray Laughlin here. This is actually session number seven out of six. Typically, most of the sessions are six shows. We started out with post-pandemic health. What is gonna what what can you do after this current COVID 19 pandemic is over in order to survive and thrive in the post pandemic world. And I did six of them, although I will offer my apologies, I kind of really sped through the last one trying to get everything done. Um, It is what it is. Regardless today, I decided based on some feedback I got from some listeners and some viewers that it's nice to give a lot of information. But what can I do? What what really makes sense? And so as I started thinking about, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. There's more than a couple dozen things that people can do starting today that will get them through the pandemic and into a, a healthy life down the road, whether there's another pandemic or not. But once we get out of this post-pandemic world, we need to at least have better habits than we had before the pandemic came. And that's what we're going to be talking about today is what would I do? There's several things out there that I think are are definitely let if I get the slide to come up, there we go. And so if I started this presentation about what, what I do, I think I can keep it down to simple things, nothing super expensive, nothing really taking a lot of time, but something that is meaningful. You know, as an introduction and a disclaimer, I'm a researcher. I am not a medical professional, never been in that field. I don't, never work for pharmaceutical company. Uh, I love to research the human body at the cellular level, chemically speaking. Chemistry was my first love long before I met my wife, who's right here next to me today. We're out of town on a business trip. And we've been married 54 years, and I use chemistry to get back into my passion uh, as far as how does the human body work. And if I look at, well, this chemical causes this reaction, you get this. Those are things that are very important to me. I, I that to me is, is where my passion at. So if I can figure out what causes things to happen, then you can cause things to happen or not happen in many cases. And that really is how you control your health. It makes a lot of sense that if you know this causes that and that's what you want, great. But if all you're doing is putting a Band-Aid on it, the cause has never been addressed or you're creating a symptoms, you'll always be treating symptoms. And that's not what we want to do. We want a future health. To be something that's far better than what we have now and able to repel any future pathogens that might come be looking our day so let's go ahead and start what would i do in order to have better post-pandemic health and going to the next slide there are several things i'm going to be talking about today and very briefly and we've talked about these things in just about every show that i've done you have exercise you have diet we have toxins, we have sleep, stress. All these things are critical in order to have better health, but more importantly, to have better health in your later life. And as I've mentioned to many people, it's fine to live to 90 years of age if you have great health and you can do whatever you want, but you don't want somebody changing your diapers the last 10 years of your life. That is not a good quality of health. So we want something that we can do that we can enjoy, we feel good, we don't mind doing it, it's a new habit. Our lifestyle has changed and that's what i'll be talking about today so let's go ahead and start with the first one diet there's a lot of things in that that are super simple one of the first things i recommend to people take your regular size plate and shrink it down use a salad plate that means you're getting less food on the plate so you have to be more careful about what you actually choose there don't go back for seconds whatever's on that plate is on the plate that's what you have and what that does is starts restricting calories And a caloric restriction is actually a very good thing. When you start aging, it actually reduces the number of age-related diseases and allows your your retirement life to be much more enjoyable. When they've done experiments with animals and they restrict their diet by 10, 20, 30, 40 percent, they found out that the animals live longer than their peers that were on the standard diet. They look better. They look healthier. They live longer and they just don't have near the disease. So from an animal perspective, it makes a lot of sense. Caloric restriction, just cutting back on your calories, about 30%. Uh Part of cutting back is also how much you eat. So there's a, a term in fasting called intermittent fasting. And this is essentially saying if I'm having my three meals a day or my six meals a day, and I really strongly recommend no more than three, ideally two at the most, but Again, it's one of those things that you're in a habit, it's hard to change, but if you're focusing on something and you're eating six small meals a day, you never allow your, your liver time to relax. It's always processing, your digestive system is going full tilt uh, and your blood sugar is always raised and it never really has a chance to drop. Just a lot of things going on in the body that occasionally the body just needs some of that relaxation time. Uh, I get that processed and now you can recoup a little bit better. So if you start doing some kind of intermittent fasting, it means that there's 12 hours that I don't eat. Well, if I sleep for eight of them or nine of them, that's a pretty good part of it. But we wake up in the morning and the first thing we do is we have our cup of coffee or or donut or bagel or whatever we have, uh, bacon and eggs, but we have something to eat. Why? Because it's a habit. We do that because that's what we've always done. But many times you wake up in the morning and you're dehydrated and the symptoms The body feels are the same whether you're dehydrated or hungry so if you're going to do a 12-hour fast and you start as soon as you wake up in the morning so you wake up and now i'm going to miss lunch now that's another dilemma so maybe part of the beginning of an intermittent fast is you push off your breakfast a little bit maybe just take some some water get yourself hydrated if you're really hungry yes go ahead and have something but if it turns out that hey, that hunger pain is gone, maybe I am not as hungry as I thought I was. Maybe I can go and have my first meal at lunch. <laughs> that would be a great deal because that means that you've already put off at least 12 hours since you went to bed. And that's a good deal. The ideal for some people is 15 hours or maybe 18 hours in between eating. And if it gives you a six-hour window to eat, you know, maybe you have your two meals. Thank you very much. End of story. That is your eating for today in that six-hour window that 18 hours of not eating benefits the body in so many ways. Uh, From a human growth hormone perspective, you're increasing the amount of human growth hormone your body makes from the ability of your liver to process toxins and and complete the digestive processes. Everything's going through the body. You're allowing your body to rest and repair properly, and you need the quality sleep to do it. other things you can do. Let's say you're out eating. Uh, my wife and I do this quite often. We'll order one meal and have it brought out on two plates. I There's so much food put on commercial restaurant meals that it's almost impossible to, if we find it as we get older. Impossible to eat all of it. Or if we do, we're not feeling comfortable. Why not at the very beginning, take whatever it is, ag- agree, okay, we're both going to have this meal, just split it and have it. You'll find out that you don't really need to eat as much as you have been eating. And it, goes a long way. It really goes a long way. You save a little bit of money. And even if you just buy yourself, you have an extra meal at the house you can have later on. That's, that's always a good thing to have. Uh, some people cook more at home. Uh, I do a lot of cooking at home because I enjoy doing it. You can control the quantity, the quality, the, uh, the items that you select, the way they're done. Uh, just so many things when you do cooking at home. And there are so many youtube channels out there that show you how to do this how to do that i'm constantly looking for new ways to do a particular thing that i've always done oh that's kind of neat i like that let me try that and that is a super good way to improve your health when you start taking that responsibility for selecting the food and cooking it the way it should be done time your meals part of that is You don't want to eat at 8 o'clock at night and then go to bed at 9 or 10 because your body is going to be digesting food for the entire time that you're trying to sleep. It doesn't give you a good quality of sleep, and it's one of those things you have direct control over most of the time. Now, there are some cultures that won't eat until 8 or 9 or 10 o'clock at night. I can't change the culture. But if you have the ability to adequately change the time you eat your last meal of the day so that you have at least minimum yeah, you know, three, four, maybe five hours before you go to bed. Try to do that and then not mix in any alcohol because that's going to kind of put your digestive system on hold. And one of the best things you can do is keep hydrated. That is difficult on a good day, but it's one of those things our body needs more than anything else. Part of the diet is limiting our alcohol. Alcohol, as I said a second ago, when you eat and drink at the same time, your liver, your body considers alcohol a poison. It's actually an aldehyde gets converted into the body and it gets into the liver and the first thing the liver is going to do is process all that poison out of the system everything else goes on hold your digestive until that alcohol is processed so if you happen to have a couple three glasses of wine or four or five beers or something whatever it may happen to be it takes that much longer for the body to actually process all that stuff out and now you can start digesting stuff so if you go to bed right after having a heavy meal and a lot of alcohol you may wake up at 307 in the morning wide awake what's going on that is your body saying i processed all the alcohol out now i'm going to begin the digestive process and this is where everything starts one of the things you can help your body do is if you're going to drink water tea whatever with your meal drink about 30 minutes before you eat and again 30 minutes after you eat. why because your stomach acid is diluted when you drink at the same time as you're eating so if you're sitting there and you have a 32 ounce glass of whatever diet coke, for instance or iced tea or whatever and you're drinking that with your burger and your fries all of a sudden everything's in the stomach it's diluted your stomach acid is not being allowed to extract those nutrients out so that you can actually benefit from them so, your acid, instead of being nice and concentrated, is weak. Not a good thing. So, if you, if you, most of the foods we eat, you really don't need to drink something with it. If you have to have something, sip it, get the food down. But as you start adjusting your meals, you'll find out that, you know, if I have this and this and this, I really don't need to eat, drink. Uh, limit snacks. There's probably some reasons why people need snacks. There's a lot of good reasons, but limit how often you have them. And how much you have of them if i absolutely have to have a bite of a butterfinger okay maybe all i really need is just that one bite i don't need the whole butterfinger bar you know set that thing aside maybe four or five hours later i'll have it but take a look at the snacks you have you know a whole bag of potato chips maybe i don't need that small bag maybe i just need four or five chips and that's all i need right now to satisfy that craving uh, a lot of our diets are meat and uh, dairy and they're they're things that have no fiber in them at all and when you start looking at how does the body process everything out so that you're getting rid of the waste in order to make things go through your intestines a lot more efficiently a little bit more fiber is needed Uh, if i'm having a a meal that's primarily protein i always ensure afterwards or even sometimes ahead of time that i have uh, fiber i went down this morning to the hotel restaurant I had uh, bacon and eggs, came back up, took my fiber. But it's just part of helping your, your body process things through much better. Uh, you start, I've learned my lesson very hard way on Atkins diet, where all I was doing was fats and uh, and protein, no vegetables, no fruits. And I was constipated for a lot longer period of time than I wanted to be.
1: <laughs> Not a
0: very healthy way to, to live your life. Probiotics are those things that you can eat and there's a lot of them available. I prefer to buy mine that are in the refrigerated section of a store as opposed to just being on the shelf. Uh, prebiotics are basically, if you think of a prebiotic, it's like fertilizer for your, for your gut. Those are things that help the, the, the flora down there uh, do better. Healthy fats, that's your omega three and six, and in some cases, nine. Our bodies don't need the omega nine olive oil. Uh, it can use it, not mandatory, but it's okay. But we do need, must-have, that's why they're called essential fatty acids, the omega-3s and the omega-6s. The biggest problem with omega-6s are vegetable oils, is that if you get too many of them, the body becomes inflamed, and that's not a good thing to have. So if you limit the amount of corn oil and safflower oil and and those kinds of things, get that back down so the omega-3s and the omega-1s are basically in a one-to-one ratio. When you start getting into a situation where you're Omega-6s are four to one for the omega-6 to omega-3. That's about the maximum that the body can can use and feel pretty good. You get beyond that four to one, and a lot of American diets, standard American diets, are 20, 30, 40, 50, even 60 to one omega-3, omega-6 fatty acid, and it becomes an inflammatory agent in the body. Disease starts with chronic low-level cellular inflammation. You keep that omega-6 constantly in the body because it's processed in in foods and packages in a lot of things that we eat. Uh, It's one way. If you just cut back on your omega-6s, you're doing a a remarkable job on on trying to keep yourself a little bit healthier. Hidden sugars, gluten. A lot of people have allergies to gluten or insensitivity or sensitivities to gluten. Uh, A lot of places we don't even recognize the term for sugar. Educate yourself a little bit more. You can go on, there's again, so many YouTube things. How do I find hidden sugars? And they'll show you labels. They'll show you a little, This little, this is a sugar. You wouldn't think that just by looking at it. But part of our ability to get better is awareness. And if we can look and read labels better, <laughs> our lives should improve a lot. Let's look at exercise very quickly. Do something on a regular basis. And i'm not talking about going to the gym for two hours i'm talking about something that may be as little as five to ten minutes here five to ten minutes there uh, if you're working in an office building maybe you, you walk up three flights of stairs on a regular basis uh, maybe you park a little bit further away in, in the parking lot a lot of things can be done but we need to incorporate a number of things we need to look at walking perfectly good exercise we get outside fresh air sunshine that's even better stretching balance Uh, So many things that as we get older, we start ending up with weak muscles. We have a tendency to fall. A a lot of issues can be solved just with the fact that we end up with some level of exercise that keeps our muscles in in body tone. A lot of body weight exercises are great. You don't need to go to the gym to do those. Uh, Just doing squats in in front of the TV set might be a good way of doing it. but be aware of the intensity of the exercise, especially if you haven't done it in a while. I know a lot, especially me, I love to go out and just push. Well, if you haven't done it in a while, you can hurt yourself. So look at the duration, the frequency, but probably the most important thing you can do, especially if you're over 45 years of age, is make sure that you have adequate recovery from whatever you're doing to the next time you do it. Another thing that's part of the exercise that I put in here is we need more breaks. If I'm sitting here looking at my computer screen or I'm watching TV, or I'm on my cell phone probably need a few more breaks than we think. Cause that blue light affects our eyes. Uh, if you have the ability to take a seven or eight minute nap in the afternoon or late morning, whatever it may be, those things all help. Those are things that we can do immediately and you can do every day. But again, has to be something has to be done every day or nearly every day stress. It's not what happens to us, it's how much we hold on to and don't let go. One of the things we can do, and this is super simple, is lower our expectations. Why? Because part of stress is how happy we are. If we're unhappy all the time, we're just, we're not feeling good. But if we're happy, (laughs) we're smiling, we're laughing. Well, part of happiness is how do we expect things? If I expect things at this level and I constantly exceed it, I'm happy. If I expect things at this level and they're constantly down here, I'm not happy because I didn't meet my expectations. So when you start looking at what are you expecting, maybe if you just lower your expectations down just a little bit, not much, just a little bit, those are things that will help the overall happiness ratio reduce the level of stress. We can mute the TV commercials. Your, your brain processes stuff 24 seven, it really does. If you have the TV on at night and you're asleep, it's processing. I mute TV during commercials. I'm sorry. That's just what I do. If I can find a, an app that doesn't allow the TV on uh, the commercials on there, that's the one I try to get. There's nothing on a commercial that I've seen that adds value to my life. I'm sorry to say that they spend a lot of money trying to tell you what you need to know, but I can't tell you the last commercial of value that I've ever seen. So I mute commercials. just click that little button boom, lots of ways to reduce stress. And those are things that you should know. We should know how to, identify stress what is it uh are we starting to lean in the direction of anxiety are we leaning all the way over into depression what are the symptoms associated with that what's causing us do we know what those stressors are how do we avoid those stressors that's really the big thing is get yourself out of that area of of what's causing you distress now it may be a person you can walk away from uh it may be traffic that you can't walk away from but you have to learn what can you do when you're in a parking lot on the drive over here from Houston to Mobile? We had a couple parking lots that we got to enjoy along the way. And so all the scenery I'm sitting there. Literally, I could have had the car and park for more than a couple of minutes. Smile, that's one of the easiest way to get rid, instantly get rid of stress. That's that things you can't control. And whether you laugh forcibly or because there's a legitimate reason to laugh, great ways to reduce tension and stress but learn how to str- learn how to do that meditation breathing exercises uh, emotional freedom techniques eft i love eft it's one of those things just go to youtube eft and whatever your problem is losing weight eft stress relief eft sleeping eft whatever eft touches it's a tapping modality that you go around and you have a particular mantra that you say for me i need a minimum of 8 minutes for eft to be effective for me So sometimes I may walk out of the gym early in the morning. I got a busy schedule, I got all sorts of things. I may sit there in the car and before I even turn it on, just go through a routine and I'll set my uh, clock um, phone for 10 minutes. That way when it goes off, I know I've I've made my eight minutes. It's one of those things, it's a time issue, but it's so much value in that. Some people adapt aromatherapy. Let's say you love the smell of roses or gardenias or lemons or limes coconut there's so many good aromas if you're doing a particular stress relief method let's say you're doing some pranayama some breathing exercises and lime or coconut or one of those things that you really enjoy put that as part of your 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 process of breathing or your meditation so that as you're doing that that's constantly being in, in in filling it in your 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 brain. So you smell that and you instantly think of something good. It doesn't take very long. Ah, oh, Just kind of relaxing. It's, it's, it's really a good soothing way of doing things toxins. There are so many toxins out there. And the one thing that we can do is identify them and eliminate them from our lives. Uh, the only way that should have been real read, read and understand labels. If you want to give, come out of this pandemic in a better mental state of knowing what is affecting your health, read labels, whether on the food you have uh, organic means so many different things. Uh, now, if I'm buying organic eggs, do I want pasture? Do I want uh, farm raised? There's so many different, if you understand what each of those terms mean, organic is organic, but it's not always organic because of what it is, but I don't want things that have antibiotics in it. I don't want things that have, uh artificial flavors and colors those are not the things I need and just because I avoid the foods that have that doesn't mean that the dry cleaning or the underarm deodorant or the shampoo that I'm using or whatever personal care products are probably the way that most people take in toxins more than any other way because it's right on the skin and a lot of the nanotechnology today it just goes right into the skin and boom it's gone Uh, especially those little hand cream you now with the COVID, you have these alcohol gel things and you know, you're like 20 seconds is gone. Well, where'd he go? It went right straight into the skin. If there's some toxins in that alcohol wipe, and trust me, some of them have a lot in there, it's right in the skin. So if you're reading labels and you don't understand something, Dr. Google's there to tell you what it is. It's super simple to look something up. If that name is something, that's so long you can't pronounce it, maybe that's not a good thing to have. But again, there's about eight or ten different major classifications of toxins, and they're 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 fairly easy to see most of the time. But if it says artificial flavor, artificial coloring, uh, avoid it. The big benefit in your body is your liver It's processing the toxins out, and you give the liver enough time to recover. Liver is a remarkable organ; it's probably the only organ that can re- regenerate itself. Give it time to heal. Give it time to process everything. If you're constantly overworking it, it it's going to lead to, to health issues down the road. What are some lifestyle changes I can do? If you haven't had an annual physical in a while, get one. My wife and I had ours two days ago. Uh, we, we get them every year religiously. It's just one of those things we do. If you don't know where you are, how do you know where you're going? Uh, several things you can buy inexpensively online, pH paper. I touch it to my tongue, it tells me what my pH is. If it's greater than (laughs) 7.4, I'm a happy camper uh, because I know that an alkaline environment in my body generally avoids any kind of growth of cancers, any kind of growth of disease. Those kinds of things just cannot live in an alkaline environment. However, if I eat a lot of protein and fat and carbohydrates and I avoid fruits and vegetables, my body is going to be a lot more acidic and I can look at the pH paper, ah, That's not what i want i got to change something in my diet to get it back to where it should be so it's kind of like an instant check is am i eating properly if i am i get something it's hey (laughs) that's good that's what i need uh there's a bioscale i bought one for about 20 bucks uh, recently had it chipped in i stand on it's got some metal uh, metal discs on the bottom and it sends current through my body and measures basal metabolic rate percentage of fat percentage of this unbelievable amount of things more than just weight plus it gives me a a trend i can look on there what was where was i at last month and every week i can see the trend is going down i I like that that's good Um, a blood oxygen meter particularly with covid that's one of the first things i said if you put that little thing on your finger and it's reading 94 or less and it's consistently 94 or less chances are you're not getting that oxygen through the body might be a good indicator that you need to go to the hospital but if you're sitting there reading 98 all the time, hey, that's <laughs> you're in the best of all worlds. Three tests that I recommend and I found two of these C-reactive protein is a test for inflammation in the body. It will tell you where it says you have. You want that one to be as low as possible. You want it to be zero. Vitamin D3, you want it to be as high as possible. Most people don't even meet the minimum requirements. But I found recently that you can buy those as home test kits. You just prick your finger, put the sample in, send it away. Inexpensive. I think both of them are right around 15 bucks. Uh, Homocysteine level test is their heart health. It used to be the gold standard. There's been a replacement now, but still the same. It's a really darn good test. And you can go down to a lab and have that done. Uh, shop around. Some labs will charge you 100 bucks. Other labs will charge you 80. You might have to know what for 49. Sometimes they run specials. But it's a cheap way if you're not doing annual physicals because you don't have the insurance or there's other things in the way. Those are the three that I recommend because they're going to give you a lot of information real quick. If there's a problem there, you can talk to your pharmacist, you can talk to your doctor, but there's a lot of things you can do. Where are we right now and where are you going? That's part of the big thing in life. If I know where I am and I know where I want to go, I kind of can put a plan together. I can be realistic. I don't have to do everything overnight i can make it incremental okay this time next month i want to at least get this done so if you don't know where you are and that's your annual physical will tell you and you don't know where you're going well i need to lower my cholesterol i need to lower my triglycerides i need to lower this and that well at least you know what you need to do how can i do that how do i cut back on something and then get a test three months down the road or six months down the road know where you are know where you're going and when you get there you'll be in a much better health position in order to fight off the next pathogen that comes your way. Things we can do. We spend all the time on our phones, on our TVs. I got two computers here next to me. A lot of blue light comes out of that. A lot of eye stress, eye strain. A lot of what we see is emotionally disturbing. Cut back on our digital world. Manage our social media. Maybe I don't need two hours to go through social media. Maybe if I set my timer on my phone and I give myself 15 minutes in the morning, 15 minutes in the afternoon to check my emails to go through and see what's happening here, there and yonder. That may be all I need to do. I don't need to check it every 15 or 20 minutes just to see what's going on. But you reduce that amount of time. There's a little reduction in stress. There's a reduction in eye strain. Just a lot of things happen. If you're on medical medicines right now, prescription medicines, do you know what the side effects are? Do you know what medicines, if you're taking this and that one? Can they interact if you don't know maybe you should it's your health you really should know all that stuff take the two medicines to your pharmacist and say hey i'm on this one and this one i know what the side effects are here i know what the side effects are here but is there something between the two that i don't know about and trust me they would love to tell you if there is because that's part of what they do that's part of their job i see many many people walking down the street and they're just staring at their phone their situational awareness is non-existent uh and a lot of people get hurt. They, they step in something wrong. They it just doesn't matter. Situational awareness. Apply the same vision. I'm so focused on that phone. I can't see anything. My focus is here. Why not make your situa- situational awareness about your diet, your exercise, your stress? What are you doing? What should you be doing? It's it's your whole world. It's it, You are responsible for your health. Why not take full advantage of it? Random acts of kindness, uh, live and let live, just be more thankful in life, get more sunshine, more fresh air. Sleep, Trying to wrap this thing up here quickly. The more blue light we see before we go to bed, it interferes with our sleep. Eating before bed, drinking alcohol, those all interfere with sleep. Sleep aids that you buy over the counter interfere with our sleep. Any natural way that you can find to get to sleep. Again, Dr. Google, Dr. YouTube have a lot of ways of how can I get to sleep or how can I get better quality sleep? Those are things that we need. Sleep is, that is the one thing, if you want to improve your health, concentrate on that because it is really worth your investment. When? Start now. Yeah, we're in the middle of October on this one. I think the 20th of October today. It doesn't matter. We're not going to put this off as a January 1st resolution. Start today. Why? Because we need at least 21 days to begin to make a new habit. We need at least 55 days to have that habit firmly cemented into our psyche where we're doing it all the time. Those are things that we need. So start today. Next week, I'm thinking I want to start a session on mental health. That's kind of the direction I'm leaning in. But until I really do a little bit more research, I don't know. I can be reached at redoloughlin.com. That's R-E-D-O-L-A-U-G-H-L-I-N.com. My banner has my contact information email phone number i have a couple books the joy of ageless health and longevity secrets for healthy aging a lot of what i talk about today is in those books and you can find them on my website or on amazon and with that i'm going to conclude today's uh, presentation at the usa global tv and radio network and i thank dr jacqueline uh, kerbeck many many times for allowing me to be on the show so thank you dr jacqueline and i'm signing off For Talking Heads on the USA Global TV and Radio Network. Catch you all next week.